Hi, everyone. It's me, Sandy Cruz of Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. For years now, I've been bringing to you conversations about wellness from experts from all over the world, whether it be suggestions in how you can age better, biohacking, alternative wellness. These are conversations to help you live your best life. I want to live a long, healthy, and vibrant life. Never mind all those stigmas that as we reach midlife and beyond, we're just going to shrivel up and die with some horrible disease. Always remember, balanced living works. I really look forward to this season. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have a special guest, and she is also a friend. She is one of my biohacking besties. Her name is Zora Benamu of Hack My Age, and she's my guest today because we're going to talk all about her brand new program called the Energy Reboot Program, which starts in February. It's a pretty important topic that we are discussing. We are talking all about energy and really the importance of energy for vitality and aging better. So I have a special discount code for those of you who want to join her program. Use the code SANDY and you're going to get a discount for this amazing program that we're going to talk about, so I'm not going to spoil it. I just have a couple of short announcements. If you would take the time to rate, review, and also share this episode with anyone who you know might benefit, that's a big help to me. Also, go and follow me. I'm pretty much everywhere. I'm trying to really start up my YouTube channel again. Just go and look for Sandy K Nutrition on any social media platform that you use. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram the most probably. I have a private group on Facebook, Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen Podcast. I also have a Facebook page, Sandy K Nutrition. I'm on Twitter. I'm kind of everywhere, you guys. So definitely go and follow me anywhere you use social media. And now let's cut on through to this amazing interview with Zora Benamu of Hack My Age. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have a special guest. Her name is Zora Benamu, and she is a 52-year-old gerontologist, a nomad, and a podcast host of the wonderful podcast called Hack My Age, which focuses on biohacking for women over 50. She's on a mission to disrupt ageist stereotypes. One of the stereotypes you hear all the time is how loss of energy and vitality is normal as we age. Zora is here to prove this theory and stereotype wrong as she launches an incredible new program called the Energy Reboot Program, providing you with practical tools and teachings 
to give you that energy and vitality to last a lifetime. And with that, let's welcome Zora. Welcome today. I'm so happy that you're here with me again, Zora. Thank you, Sandy. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I love being on your podcast and having you on my podcast. It's just so much fun. And we we always have great chats offline. So it's nice to actually have some stuff recorded. I agree. We have a lot in common. We have a lot of similar missions. And I love and support all of your missions because we are here to change the way that people age. So, you know, tell me a little bit about your background. Tell me why energy, tell me why all of this is so important to you. Well, okay, my background, I don't know if we have how far we go back, but I'm American. I was born in, in LA and of course, we're always interested in health and wellness. It just kind of goes with the territory. But I was someone who was raised with wings. So I lived in many different countries and I see how people are aging all over the world ever since I was small. So I decided to go down this path of, of wellness or health. In the beginning, it was all just to, just to be healthy. But when my mom died of breast cancer and then my dad of heart disease, I really started to say, okay, wait a second, let's Let's find out how to live longer and free of disease or at least delay that uh, destiny, which I thought was would be for me. And so eventually I got into the health coaching and then I found biohacking community. I started a website called Hack My Age, and that's where I wrote a book on the pillars of longevity. It's called the Longevity Master Plan. I wrote a cookbook, Eating for Longevity. Everything was okay, how can we live longer, better? And then during the pandemic, I decided to do a master's in gerontology at USC. And so now I love to combine the the gerontology aspect of my background with the biohacking for women over 50. And the energy aspect is funny because it's one of those things that are uh, complained about the most, but not so much targeted or, or taken into account or as a sort of problem in itself. It's more usually a symptom of something else, but I'd like to attack it as, as, as the problem and how can we fix our, our energy, uh, you know, depletion? How can we fight fatigue, which is not normal aging and people think, oh, it's normal when you get old, but it's not. So why do you think that happens? Why do you think our energy just starts to decline as we get older? And it's usually around midlife, right? You hear about it always with women around perimenopause. Yeah, exactly. There's so many reasons. And this is what, what we're going to cover in the program. But but energy, I mean, everything in life is energy, right? Everything is fueled by energy. So, so energy is, is pretty important. And and when you want to define that, I mean, energy can mean, it's actually a broad term, but the way I'm looking at it during in this program is, is that power, that strength, that vitality that come from either physical, chemical reactions to keep yourself physically and mentally active. And we have a lot of energy while we're young, and then some of us lose it, but not everyone. Okay. So I don't want people to think, you know, this is going to happen. This is normal aging. It's, it's not. There are plenty of people who are older adults who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and they've got so much energy, right? So we're just really want to find out what is the problem. And it's very often, it's the stress and imbalances that can rob us of our, our energy sources, but we can steal it right back. And that's what we're going to do in the, in the program. So I, 
because there are many reasons, we're just going to talk today about the loss of mitochondrial function and NAD. So, so feeling of, of having that energy in your body is directly related to our, our mitochondrial health and NAD stores. And I'm going to explain what is mitochondria and explain what is NAD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of your listeners are already following you are on top of that, but maybe you've got some new ones, right? So, yes, absolutely. All right. So, so mitochondria, if you go back into your biology 101 from high school, it's the organelles in our cells. And these are the powerhouses that create ATP, which is our energy currency, right? So that's where our energy comes from. So most of it. And our bodies, can you imagine, have about 30 trillion cells, okay? And each cell can have up to 5,000 mitochondria. It's like 5,000 times 30 trillion. I mean, it's do the math. It's crazy. And then yeah. most of it's in the brain, the heart, and the muscles where we need a lot of energy, right? Because they're, they're working all the time. And so as we age, um, the mitochondrial capacity declines by 10% at each decade. So by the time we reach 70 years old, 25% of the mitochondrial capacity we, we had is, 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 um, pretty much that's all we have compared to what when we were younger right when we were younger women right so you imagine it's quite a big loss and if if mitochondria are sort of the energy powerhouses then we have got to make sure our mitochondria are strong and and healthy but this is an interesting point I, i i found in in my research and creating the program is that when we look at 70-year-old lifelong athletes, okay, people who've been athletic, okay, I don't think they're professional, but they've just been athletic most of their lives. They still have the same mitochondrial capacity that they had when they were young. Oh. So isn't that amazing? So by just having that, you know, hermetic stress of exercise, um, you know, during our life, we, we can actually keep our energy stores. And that's why some people don't have fatigue. That's why they don't feel the, I need to reboot their energy. These are people who are not going to be interested in my program. So it's not uh, normal aging, but we know that, hey, great, if you're athletic throughout your lifetime, you probably have more energy later on. But when it comes to mitochondria, we don't just need more mitochondria. Yes, we do need to increase the number, but we also want to make sure that they're strong, that they're big, and that they're healthy and they're functioning well. And the people who have not much mitochondria in their cells, and if they're small, if they're weak and, and all that, then this is what we would call mitochondrial dysfunction, okay? Because they're just not robust, they're not working well, and then that can lead uh, be some of the reasons why we're having these diseases. Can I, can I ask sense? you? Yeah, it totally makes yeah. sense. What, what in your research have you found causes that mitochondrial dysfunction? That is such a good question. <laughs> it's got a very there's a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. Answer. Right. So it is, yeah, that what causes the mitochondria to function. And that's it can be environmental stressors, it can be diseases, it can be a lot of other things. It could be poor, poor habits. And we're gonna cover smoking, all of that, right? drinking, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like excess exactly. smoking. Poor lifestyle yeah. and diet, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's and, and that includes stress yeah. uh, and all the things. So, so what are, it's a very interesting. Our mitochondria has another function as these environmental sensors. They detect if we're under attack. Okay. Yeah. So if we've been drinking too much, if we're smoking, if we've been having a lot of stress, if we're sleep deprived, if there's a virus or an infection, 
actually they they jump into action. They have another another function, and this is part of our immune system. And they go into this sort of defense mode. Okay, and that's where we have slow energy production. Mm. It's because they're trying to fight all our bad habits, right? right? Or right. just pollutants in the air, or or you know, in our environment. So you know, or stress, all that. So that's why some of the, you know, that's why we're having this mitochondrial dysfunction. It has this others. It's actually protective. It wants to bring us down so that it can start to repair and fight a virus or make us fall asleep or make us healthy again. So we want to have that. And, and, and just, and you can tell your mitochondrial function. How do we test it? You know, at least we could test our mitochondria. We can't, I mean, if you're in a laboratory, you, you can, but just normal population, we can't, but your energy levels are a reflection of our mitochondria going into a defense mode or an energy making mm. mode. Interesting. Right? So if you're high energy and everything's great, you're functioning well, you're probably, you know, eating and sleeping and getting all the lifestyle stuff, probably don't have a virus, don't have infections and, and you're all good. But if you're feeling sluggish, your mitochondria are going into that defense mode. It's like, okay, we're under attack. Let's shut this body down so that we can start repairing and fighting whatever it is, right? When you're sick, what do you feel yes. like sitting in bed, right? Yeah. We don't want to start moving and eating and exercising or doing stuff. But the mitochondria is like, how are we going to fight whatever it is? So we really wants to shut us down and we should listen to our bodies when we're tired, maybe get some more sleep and, and let our body just repair itself. So... Um, so I want to just stop running out before I go into NAD, but yeah, um, so does that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So I guess really, <laughs> you know, you know how you hear this kind of just came up, you know, how you hear people will say, oh, just push on and, and keep going, even if you're tired and, you know, it's not really getting to the root of why you're tired and you may actually be doing more damage to your body in the long run if you keep pushing when your body's saying, take a break, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. This is why we listen to our body, but I, but we have to put things in balance too. Right? Yeah. There's a time where we, it's, that's the, the beauty. It's, it's the key of everything is trying to find that balance of times where we go, okay, you know what? Yeah, I probably am sick. Right? I haven't been sleeping really well, or I haven't, you know, my husband's sick or my kid's sick and maybe I got some virus and then, no, you shouldn't go to the gym if you're feeling tired because it's likely that. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, one of the ways to get more mitochondria and improve our mitochondrial function is to exercise, right? Yes. So how am I going to get to the gym and exercise when I'm so tired? And you're telling them go and you'll feel better. And so there are times when you should go and yeah, and say, look, once you're at the gym, everything will be fine, and it starts flowing. It's just getting to the gym is half the battle. Now, that's if everything's fine, right? If you have no, if that's if there's no other source of your fatigue, then maybe that may be a solution, and you do have to push yourself a little bit. But again, it's just when does that happen? And that's what we're going to do in the program is try to guide women because these are women over 50 and we have different needs and different uh, problems or different issues than some, you know, general population. So I really like to target in this group and say, this is because it eliminates so many other things because it, maybe it's hormonal, maybe it's uh, part of the menopause and maybe it's something else. So we'll, we'll guide people. When should we actually get our drag ourselves out do stuff or maybe we should take it easy or maybe we take small increments right? yeah just getting outside for a walk and getting the sunlight having that 
that red red light, that natural light from the sunshine in the morning may just help uh, as well. So there's so many, so many things. Yeah, that makes sense what you're saying, because really we just need to understand when is it a time that you should listen to your body and when is it a time because there's so many times that I'll end up I'll start and go oh god I don't feel like going to the gym today and there's no real underlying reason why it's just I just don't feel like it and then I leave and I'm like I feel so good I feel great I have energy so understanding what's going on with your body and I guess also is is it happening all the time, which is probably something that you teach. You know, if you're lacking energy regularly, then that's maybe a time that you should dig a little deeper on why, right? Mm, Yes, exactly. Being tired from time to time is normal. Yeah. That's okay, no matter what age you are. But chronic fatigue, day in and day out, then you know, okay, there's there could be some underlying problem. There could be a disease, it could be a virus, it could be some other problem. And that's when we need to yeah, dig, dig deeper and find out. But what I would say to you, and in that sense, you know, the days here, this is what I do is trick tricks that I, that I would use myself, um, is, is okay. I can't, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't, I don't have the energy to do it. And you're finding excuses. Maybe the gym is not something to do that day in terms of getting energy or exercise or whatever. You can convince yourself and give yourself a menu. Like, should I, Maybe if I just go for a walk outside, like I don't have to get in the car. I don't have to find a parking space. I don't have to deal with that weirdo at the gym. I don't like to see all the time or whatever, (laughs) you know, that's reason why you don't want to go to the gym. And, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a swim in the sea or in your pool or give yourself a couple of options. Sometimes I just go, you know, I'm just going to do a YouTube video for 20 minutes. Let's see how far I get. And I start the YouTube video and then I'm like, I could do another 20 and I could do another 20. Mm. And so you get, and I'm still increasing my mitochondrial function. I'm supporting the system without going to the gym. And I'm like, okay, today is just not a gym day. Right. Okay. I like that. Do you want to move on to NAD? Cause I know that's an important piece. Yeah. And I won't, I won't go too deep into NAD. It's just NAD is nicotinamide adena, adenine dinucleotide. And I said that right. It's such a long one. That's why we should just say NAD. Yeah. And this is this is a this is just it goes hand in hand with with mitochondria, and it's a just a molecule in our cells, and it, and it plays a huge role in in energy metabolism. So, you've interviewed, I think, Dr. Nicola Conlon, yeah. as I have, right, right. from Nichito. And absolutely what she always tells us is without NAD, we would die in 30 seconds. Like we need it that bad. Yeah. Right? We're born with lots of NAD. And this is why kids, you see them spinning around and jumping. They can't sit still. (laughs) They just, they're a ball of energy because they got really high NAD levels, right? This is where they just got to burn us all off. And then we lose 50% of it by the time we are 20. Wow. That's what kind of slow down. When you're 20 years old, you don't start spinning around a pole and you don't start dragging your mom's skirt anymore, right? (laughs) You're just... You know, so you can see the NAD is, is decreased. And then another 50% is gone each 20 years after. So by the time you're 80, only 10% of the amount of NAD we're born with is left. So, you know, that's why some of the reasons why some people 
are, are tired. Okay, you now why are they losing the NAD, right? This is, you know, we, we're seeing it happening of all over time. But again, not everyone, right? If we could measure my NAD, it's going to be pretty good, right? I don't, I don't think I'm there <laughs> at, at 50%, right? It's, it's, I've supported the NAD level, supported the mitochondria. So it's not a, it's not your destiny just because you age. So we want to keep NAD levels high and we want to get the mitochondria, the number, the size and the function to be optimal. Okay. We want our cell, cells to be healthy. We want cellular function optimized and we will have more energy. Now, why those are happening is a, is another can of worms. And we have to find that out. Each person has a different, different reason, but ultimately that's why we're, we are tired, why we have this chronic fatigue. Ah, yeah. And yeah, it does. And what I find really interesting about NAD is, you know, when you hear about people who will just take it and I don't want to name brands, (sighs) but they'll just take it and it doesn't do anything. And there, and, and I know that Dr. Nicola Conlon talks about why, um, and it's like, I loved the way that she described it. It's like, you've got all the material here in the factory line, but the factory's not working, right? The factory's broken. So it's figuring out why is the factory broken? What's going on there? Yeah, she does a great explanation of explaining our NAD factory. We, we, we make our own NAD, right? And that's our own little factory. And, and when you think about, yeah, if you have a factory spitting out widgets and the factory's broken, the pipes are leaking and it's just not really well, you put in more raw materials, say the NAD, and expect more widgets, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So the whole purpose of fixing our NAD and fixing our mitochondria, although we can't take mitochondria straight up, we can take NAD straight up, it doesn't make any sense at all. And in fact, it could be detrimental to your health because there's some, there's some, so I don't know if you saw that new study and I have to go and get it if anyone wants to read it. And it was done with mice and it kind of scared a lot of people in terms of taking an NAD yes. and, uh, and activating certain cancer pathways. But yeah, uh, so there's, there's some, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire and I'm like, okay, maybe if it's not true or if it's just in mice, uh, I'm still going to stay away from taking straight up NAD. Yes. There are better ways to do it. Like we found out through Nichito or, um, you know, obviously exercise and so many other, you know, fasting is another one, but you know, there's, there's a lot of ways we can do this naturally uh, or with, with very natural supplements, but not taking NAD straight up. And, and there's a whole, and it has something to do with the CD38 thing that's triggered when you take NAD. If anybody wants to go read up on it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that as well. That was big in the last couple of weeks. It was uh, really, really. That was the one that was in our chat, right? With the vitals chat. Yes. 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 And then, yeah, then we were said, then it was explained that, well, this is not on mice, but I still think, gosh, you know, it's, right. it's like you what you said. Fire, just stay away for a but while. There's something to be said about what intuitively you feel is right for you, right? So I remember long ago being introduced to NAD patches and NAD, there's IVs and things like that. And I just remembered thinking to myself, that's maybe pushing that needle a little too far this way for me. And so understanding that, peace, I think is important with our bodies and knowing what works with us. Right. 
Exactly. And that's why people need to consult with you, <laughs> get some coaching or the, the program or get some guidance. Your doctor probably won't know these things. No. General doctor, you got to find a functional medicine doctor to help guide you with these things. I wouldn't just be, uh, you know, taking this stuff without a little bit of guidance. Always look at contraindications for everything. What are the pros? What are the cons? What are the possible interactions? I'm always saying that, right? Like always look at that and then go, mm, what's my history? You know, for everything, what's your history? What's your health history? Have you had cancer? Have you not? Right? Like, so there's a lot of factors. So let's, let's get into why. Why is energy such a massive foundation to wellness overall? Ah, oh, I think for me, energy is everything. It just, it allows us to do everything we want to do. And, it, you know, just function and face the day, right? And I, again, we're talking about the chronic fatigue, right? If you don't have chronic fatigue, you just have, you know, tired from time to time, that's fine. But if you don't have the energy to go out and face the day, how are you going to get anything done? How are you going to deal with people? How are you going to stay focused and concentrated you know, how to be, you know, you'll just, if you can fix your energy levels, you'll be more pleasant and you'll be more happy. You'll be able to go to the gym or outdoors with more enthusiasm, or at least come up with another plan. You, if you're, especially women around 50, I feel like a lot of us are creating new businesses, right? We, you know, we, we can do so much, but you have to have the energy to do this. And at this point of life with perimenopause and going through that transition, some of us just don't even want to go out and see our friends. And that's, that's where it's a problem. And when we're tired and fatigued, we're more irritable, more anxious, more moody, just add all of that on to, to the menopause transition. And, and it's just a, a recipe for disaster. But if we can correct our energy, our, our fatigue, get more energy, then there's this domino effect, right? Yes. Cook the healthy meals because yeah. we have more energy to do this. We can take care of ourselves. We can we can do all the exercise we need to do and and foster our relationships and so many things that everything that you're saying to do, Sandy, and everything I say is in health coaching. You can't do it without enough energy. I agree. And you're too tired. You're gonna just maybe give up half-assed effort and just go. Well, okay, it's not working. Well, you need to try a little bit harder. You need to go a little bit longer and that takes energy. So I think for all the, you know, that's a very important aspect to wellness because without it, you just get a putter along if at all. Yeah. I, I would agree with that because I have even worked with women where they're very unwell. And as soon as you can get them feeling well again, then their energy starts to come back. Then they're going, oh, I have the energy to cook a meal for myself and my family. And oh, well, now I have the energy to go to the gym. And exactly what you said, it's that domino effect, but it kind of starts with energy, right? Yeah. How can we expect our clients to do anything if they're just tired? And that's the great approach that you have is to just get them to feel a little bit better and start. And what you're doing, everything you do is is to improve their mitochondrial function. You may not call it that. You may not, it's maybe too much information for some people. They don't need to hear it. It's okay. You know, I, I explain it in the program because I want people to understand so that they can make that connection. Hopefully that will motivate them 
to keep going and do the things that they do. But, but honestly, that's everything you do is, is that you're, you're fixing their energy so they can keep doing everything that you're asking them to do and explore. And what you're doing is just much like I is you're not telling people really what to do. You're just giving them some guidance and maybe this, maybe that. And they're the ones who have to answer those questions and, and find their way. So let's get into why, like, what's your program about? I mean, let's get into a little bit of what to expect and how it can help somebody. So we're having a four-week program focused on rebooting energy for women over 50 with some biohacking and some gerontology perspectives. And this is really for the person who is is really fatigued, who's just, I've, I've tried this, I've tried that, or I just don't have the energy. If you're tired from time to time, probably not for you. But if you're really really need to just get your act together, check the four-week program. We're going to be defining what is biohacking. We're going to explain the energy system. I'm going to be very gentle on the science, just enough for you to understand that your body is a laboratory, right? And you're the scientist. You need to understand these things. And then you're making those connections with the food that you put in your mouth or the time that you need to go to bed or all these things because you understand the body as a system. So I really spend the the first half explaining that. And then I'm going to help motivate everyone to have their energy. So we're coming, come up with a plan. How are we going to do this? We're going to look at how to find the root cause of your fatigue. And we're going to look at toxins in the environment. What are the, the things that can be robbing you of your energy and how to remove those. We'll go one by one. Then we're going to look at building a strong foundation for energy with some biohacks. And biohacks, when I say biohacks, a lot of people think, oh, we're going to take some supplements and we're going to do some red light therapy. And, you know, we'll talk about supplements, we'll talk about red light therapy, but really the foundation will be talking about life purpose, happiness, defining who you are, what you want, connection, intimacy, We'll go through the breathing and exercise, nutrition and all that. But I really think that energy is really, uh, will be enhanced by getting this very strong foundation at the bottom and then going to add the hacks because I really think that 80% of the chronic fatigue is something that's a toxin in the environment, something that is going on. When you remove that, then all those little other biohacks um, will be enhanced. You know, a lot of people would say, oh, I want to just jump into the supplements first. I just want to find that out. But I'm, I'm going to leave that for the end of the last program because maybe you don't need it. I don't know. So we're going to go through all these really cool biohacks. And this is an ideal program for a woman who's going through perimenopause and postmenopause. We'll be focusing on hormones, hormone replacement therapy. We're going to have uh, Dr. Yurth talking. She, she's a, a great uh, she's awesome. doctor. You've had her on and she's, yeah. she's great. She'll be, I'm not a doctor and I want a professional to be talking about hormones. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to cover a little bit for me, but she's going to give a great talk on how hormones uh, are affecting your energy levels and how to fix it. And so we'll have about 20 hours of step-by-step guided videos. And then we're going to have a weekly live uh, Q&A session with me and then another one with the guest speaker. And you'll have a bit of homework, nothing big, but, you know, just to hold you accountable. And we're going to have some cheat sheets, PDF files, because there's going to be a lot of information. And I want you to be able to have something that you can refer to and go back to and, and uh, explain, say, adaptogens, for example. What can, what can you find that 
quickly. You're in the supermarket. Oh my gosh, where's that sheet? I need that. Uh, and then we're going to have some uh, interaction in the Biohacking Women 50 Plus Facebook community where you can meet other people who are sharing the same experiences. We'll have a certificate of completion and we'll have special offers on products that may support your energy reboot. Because like you, uh, I have so many people throwing me uh, discounts and codes and all that stuff. So we, I, I would love to use them uh, with the community. Yeah. So that's, that's, just, that's the gist of it. <laughs> that's a lot. That is actually a lot of uh, really, really useful information. And I love that you have Dr. Yurth because I've had her on my show twice and she is probably one of the biggest sources of wealth of information, I should say, on so many different topics. So I'm so happy that you have her. Now, here's a question for you. I, okay, a lot of people who are not in our space, who are not in the biohacking world, who are not health coaches are like, what is biohacking? And and to me, every time I ask somebody this, they give their own interpretation on what it is. So what is biohacking to you? Biohacking is hacking your biology basically i think it's quite you know, simple in the the name but to me it means it really refers to a group of people like a biohacker and i think we are all biohackers and a biohackers is different than somebody who's just you know a health nut let's say because we measure and assess things we like data we like to see the if our experiment is working we are always the end of one experiment we can read studies we understand we know it may or may not apply to us we don't take it as you know the gold standard but we are able to filter that information and say okay i'll try it things can go wrong we're ready for um experiments gone bad <laughs> and uh but that's how we find out if these things are working and a lot of people think of biohackers as just somebody who wears a bunch of gadgets and that's it that to me is the sort of if you look at the pyramid the biohacking pyramid uh, i love the way that phil mikens explained yeah. to us and i completely agree is that there's that foundation which is the sleep, the nutrition, the exercise, the stress management. I always add on you know, your relationships, your connection, the intimacy, your community, your purpose in life. Uh, these are all very, very foundational. And the middle tiers are the gadgets and the supplements and all the cool stuff that we don't need a doctor for. We can play around and experiment with ourselves. And then the very top tier is something we probably need a doctor for, a PRP injection or something. So that is the biohacking pyramid. And so a lot of people think it's that top on the middle tier of the pyramid, but biohacking for me is, is the whole thing. The foundation, if we get it right, we may not need the middle or the top or sometimes, right? We're doing everything in the foundation and we're still not solving our problem or we want to be even more optimized yes. because a biohacker is about optimal health, yeah. not just normal health, because you and I know when we get our blood work done, and a doctor says everything looks normal, we go, shit, we're, we're normal. That means we're sick <laughs> because the average population has got some kind of a disease and is somehow sick. And not to say we're sick, but we just go, okay, let's, that to us is just not good enough. We want to optimize our health so we have a long health span, which is the number of years you live 
full of free of disease and full of vitality. So we want to have that uh, foundation first. So for biohacking for me is you are your own experiment. You measure, you test, you assess. You're ready for when things go wrong and you get that foundation right. That's for me, biohacking. I love that. And then, of course, because we're women and we are more complex beings, it's just a fact. Our hormones are more complex. We're just more complex. Things change and we have to be ready to change when something no longer works, right? Yep. And 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 so learning where we can go next for something else if something goes wrong or you're thrown a curveball, which happens, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of taking control of your health and saying, I don't need to fear this. I have enough knowledge and programs like yours will give you that foundational knowledge where you can go, I'm going to go here next. I'm not going to be fearful that this is coming into play now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And doing this as a community is so much more fun because you know that you're not alone. Because going through menopause, you can feel very lonely. And as a gerontologist, we know that loneliness kills, right? We don't want to be feeling lonely all the time. I can feel the loneliness in a while is fine, but that chronic loneliness is not, is not very healthy. So when we find a community and we realize that other people are going through the same thing and if our hormones are just going bonkers, we know that someone's got our back. Somebody's got some solutions for us. We have a wonderful community and that there, there are solutions and you're not doing this alone. So that's, I think that'll be one of the key, key factors of this program is just meet like-minded people who are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So question, will you be introducing different um, biohacking gadgets just to give people kind of high level, you know, this will measure this and then also testing with Dr. Yurth. Is she going to get into what you can do for testing certain things? Yes. Yes. We're going to get take a deep dive into hormones and menopause and um, hormone therapy and alternatives to hormone therapy, right? Not everybody is a candidate or wants to do that as well. So I'm gonna just bring it out. This is this is what this is, this is what that is, and you can make your choice. And so we will definitely go into some of the gadgets, how we're gonna measure and assess. So not only you know gadgets like the Aura Ring or your um, the Biostrap or the red light therapy, Flexbeam and all that, we can we can go into that and we all will we'll take a, a a look at how those work and and I can share as much as I want. That would be the QA if anybody wants to take a deeper dive. We'll do that, but I also want to explain testing and the, the section on testing your hormones, knowing what to look out for is with the slant of energy, right? Mm. If you're feeling fatigued, what kind of tests should you be asking your doctor? And you, Sandy, are a hormone queen when it comes to thyroid. And you know, you've shared so much that if you just go to your doctor and say, I'd like to test my thyroid because somebody told me I should test that from being fatigued, they're just going to test TSH and then they'll be fine, right? And you're not feeling fine. So mm-hmm. we're going to go deep into what other tests are you really, what should you be asking your doctor for oh, uh, when you're feeling tired and you're going through a hormonal transition? That's so important because people just don't even know what to ask for. 
And knowing what to ask for, I always say, is half the battle. The other half might be getting your physician to agree to test you for that, right? Mm -hmm. Because that happens. But what I love is that you're probably going to go through other methods and other ways in which you can get that testing done, even if your general physician does not want to provide those tests um, yes. Requisitions yeah. for you. You're right. You're absolutely right. That is a big one. And and we're going to have the, the good thing is that when we have these weekly Q and A's, if something comes up that that you hit a roadblock, don't worry, we're there and we're going to meet you every week. And we'll get four times <laughs> to meet up and we're going to find solutions to those problems. And, and the best thing about a community, let's say if you're a doctor, if you're in Canada, somebody's in, you know, you have a doctor, doesn't want to do that, we'll find somebody else in the community who's in Canada, we'll find somebody for you and have, come up with a solution. I and love sure it. If not, I'm contacting you, Sandy. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. So tell me, let's, let's summarize. When is this starting? How does someone join? All of that. So we have, uh, we're launching February 18th and we will meet, that's a Monday, uh, no, sorry, Saturday. Uh, it will every, at midnight, every Saturday, we will have a new section to the program. It's four weeks. So week one, you get a certain number of videos and then go through the videos. We're going to have the meeting. Uh, we'll have two meetings, one with the guest speaker. And then another day we'll have a guest, uh, a speaker, uh, a Q&A with me. And you will send your questions beforehand if you can. If you can't, no problem. Um, but we would better, we're about to be better prepared in advance. And then we're going to just meet like that every every week. If you cannot come to the the, the Zoom call, the live Q&A, then we'll have it all recorded. Better to send the questions ahead of time so that we can make sure we answer your question as well. And um, and th- so that, yeah, that's starting mid-February and then we're going to go on until March. And then, yeah, that's it's going to be really, really exciting. You can go to the website, hackmyage.com. And on the very first page is the Energy Reboot Program. Right now, there's a waiting list. I'm in a wait list because I don't have the, uh, well, I just, just came up with the dates just recently. Um, so now we're going to be putting that all up. But if you go there now and you sign up, uh, do it as soon as you can before we hit that buy button. <laughs> you just put your name on a waiting list to be notified uh, when it's all ready to be to be bought, and you'll get ten percent off. And uh, and so that's that's what we are. The cost is four ninety five U.S. dollars, and but that'll be ten percent off, and then uh, we'll go from there. And is there a maximum number of people you can accept into the program, or is it like pretty? good in the sense of like you you know you know how some there's like a 10 people max yeah, there's a cutoff yeah yeah, yeah. there'll be a, yeah we i haven't i have i don't have a cutoff yet okay but, but you I, have to see does, <laughs> this is the first yeah this is the first so if it does become too crazy then we'll we'll i'll come up with a good solution okay okay that sounds good all right mm. thank you zora I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share it with someone you know might benefit. And always remember, when you rate, review, subscribe, you help to support my content 
and helping to keep going and bringing these conversations to you each and every week. Join me next week for a new topic, new guest, new exciting conversations to help you live your best life.